Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, and this is KMA Talk Radio with my co-host, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco. I had to wait for you to announce. I didn't know which one you were going to say first. I like to pick <laughs> it up. And of course, my uh, my my left-hand man, the uh, Southpaw from South Philly, Alex Tavella. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. <laughs> That's going to historically go down. It's probably one of the greatest gifts. Gifts. You want to see it? Because I got it? it. Yeah, put it. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning to all our fans. we got a hell of a show for you today. Um, we have Eric Espinosa, who will be coming on uh, later on and talk about the upcoming La Zona Palooza that's set to break loose next week. And, of course, we have the ever-historic Twin Loop, formerly now of the CRA, who will be talking about, I'm sure, uh, politics, the current state of affairs, and hopefully we're going to find out what life beyond lobbying is. So uh, it should be a very interesting show this week. If it's not, If it hasn't been an interesting week at all to begin with, <laughs> Seriously, man. What I mean, how many times can you view? I mean, do you even watch the news now? I don't watch anything. I'm oh, going to. I, I love it. I, 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 um, I, I went to. I many many years ago, I used to not ever follow politics at all. Just be completely out of it. In fact, I got like more informed about politics when I actually got in the cigar business. But what a happier time of life that was. Just <laughs> I just trugged along, did what I had to do. Never really knowing, never really caring, but I mean, this is just like a mess, man. I, I can't watch anything anymore. And I called this. I said this would be the worst election ever. I told people weeks before that this would end up. Good money said it would end up in a Supreme Court. And listen, the U.S. Postal Service can't deliver one of our packages right. You know? <laughs> it goes halfway around the world and gets lost. It gets back to Florida. Time. Yeah, yeah, and, and and this is what we're we're hinging our, our electoral process on. So I don't know, man. It's it's a mess. You know, the sooner we get over this, the better. And Listen, I I have money down that we're gonna have the first ever squatter in the White House. Once this all gets figured <laughs> out, he's not he's not leaving. He he Trump will go to his to his dying day without ever conceding or doing a concession speech. Even if he really does lose, and if he if he does lose, he's not leaving. He's gonna he's gonna handcuff himself to the Oval Office desk and just say, "I'm not leaving." But but he's listen. I'll say this without getting too deep into the rabbit hole here. I will agree. The, the votes need to be counted. They need to be counted properly. This is the problem with giving the states all the power, though. Really, right? Because everybody does it differently. Some of them count the, the day of ballots that day. They count the mail-in ballots three days later. They count the military ballots last. Like, wh why doesn't everything get counted at the same time? Well, it's why, 2020. Why, why wouldn't you want 
a hundred percent transparency. You know what? I when, agree. I agree. I mean, look, just make it simple so everybody's at ease. Have one representative from each side in every ballot place watching it, and then the whole country's at rest. I don't think. I really don't think either side, you know, can't accept a real loss. But when they create all this hysteria, when you see people being blocked out, not let in, and the people inside are waving like, ha, 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 you know, this petty childish. It's like, how do you have faith in what's going on? And I think that's the problem. I, I think poor Donald, you know, whether you like him or not, I think he's totally getting the shaft. I think, you know, he he really should think long-term because anything he does now is just going to be bad for America. Uh, I mean, dude, he's running again in 2024. Maybe. You know, Absolutely. Vegas odds don't have him listed. You know who the favorite is in Vegas right now? Oh, Kamala? Nope. Oh, she'll be president. She'll be running for real She's third, actually. Really? You know who the favorite in odds right now to win in political futures? Don't tell me it's Hillary. AOC. Uh, oh God! Oh God! Biden, <laughs> Biden is second if he's still alive or conscious. <laughs> and honestly, he doesn't have to be conscious. He won this election without being conscious, so that's irrelevant. You just got to be alive, I guess. Like weekend at Bernie's, they'll they'll cart him around, you know, uh, for the election. And then third is Kamala. Wow. Yep. So, like, what are the odds that like a regular person? Because it's it's not it's not doable. But let's say budget wasn't an issue. What are the odds that a person like any one of us, if if money wasn't an issue, if somebody said, "I'll give you all the funding that you need," that one of us could actually run for president and and, and because. So here's my take, and I'm not. I don't want to get deep down because that's not what this show's about. I don't want to discuss it. But here's my thing. I think politics in general, all politics, has been this decades and decades of structuring. And building so all of them could line their pockets, Republicans and Democrats. If you think there are there are not Republicans that cannot wait for Trump to get out, you're dead wrong. And that's, that's some of them are speaking out now. That's the problem because he listen. You want to know when people get crazy? You want to know when people get crazy and let loose a pandemic and start doing all this crazy stuff when you fuck with their money. Right. Nobody likes to have their money fucked with, and I think Donald Trump has fucked with everybody's money. That's why they've unprecedentedly have tried to get this guy out. I think they never want an outsider in. These career politicians never want the scenario with an outsider in. And the only reason he won in 2016 is because no one thought it was even feasibly possible. He blindsided everybody, and they were never going to let it happen this year, and they'll never let it happen again. I still think if that, was the that case, he didn't want to win. already. No, if they gave it to Bernie in, in, in 2016 and didn't steal it from him and he ran against Trump, I bet you Bernie would have won. I don't know, man, I, because I, I know too many liberals that are not Bernie fans. Dude, Hillary was the most hated candidate ever in the history of America. Women hated Hillary Clinton. That's why Trump won. That's why Trump Absolutely. won. Absolutely. So I had a feeling if they didn't steal it from Bernie, Bernie would have won in 2016. Wow. Which would be all right because he's so off the charts, nothing would ever get passed. Nothing would ever get right. done. That's true. That, I mean, and that's what's going to happen now. If Biden gets into office, nothing's going to pass anyway because of the House and the Senate. So it's, everybody will be fine. It's going to be status quo. Let's get it over with and everybody move on with their, with their business, want. with their life. 
it's, it's my, ridiculous. My, my fear is that you got Biden up there. See, here's the problem. They're always stirring fear. You know, at least with Trump, you know, say what you want about him. He was always hopeful, prosperous. You're always looking to, to positivity. These guys just sp- seem like they're spreading fear. This guy's already his first speech. He's talking about the deaths of Corona. You see him over cry on TV the other night? Well, yeah. listen, more people died. I believe yesterday was the highest day of coronavirus cases in in the history of this pandemic for yeah. our country. All news. Who cares? Corona. Oh, corona right now. Yeah. All news. Death rates aren't up. People, the more, look, I don't care if you do it now or you do it a year from now. The more people go out, the more cases you're going to have. It's just basic logic. So, you know, the, the when they keep when they keep quoting the case count, that's what bothers me. Why don't you why don't you quote the death count and the death rate? But anyways, let's steer away from this. Let's talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're gonna get Glenn. Well, I mean, look, we don't want to, you know, people are saying you know, let's steer away from politics for a couple of hours, but here's the problem. And I know when Glenn gets on, he's gonna talk about it. You know, who's in office is gonna directly affect what we do and what we love. I mean, unfortunately. We are tied to politics because the greatest threat to what I do every day, uh, an industry I love, to the passion that all our listeners have with with enjoying a cigar, our only threat is our own government. Absolutely. It's our only daily threat. Especially in this industry, yeah. Yeah, it's our only daily threat. I don't worry about the existence of my business, being able to run my business, being able to do what I want to do other than the government. Government's the only thing that keeps me up at night. Just want to point out that my candidate wanted to abolish the FDA. I'll leave it at that. Who was your candidate? Howie? Joe Jorgensen, Joe Jorgensen libertarian candidate uh, for president. Abolish actually, the FDA and the ATF, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so who would take over for the FDA? Well, that's just who would take over for the ATF? Listen, here's my no, The FDA, I'm, I'm talking about the, the FDA. ATF should be the name of a convenience store, not a government agency. <laughs> well, all right. Speaking of that, let's get into politics, our, right? Let's get into our first guest as long as we're gonna be edging on politics. Uh let's yeah. get our first guest. This is the man who's basically spearheaded our lobbying efforts. I don't know, it feels like it's been at least a decade. Yeah. It has been a decade. Look at that call. Working nonstop around the clock, protecting your rights, our rights in the cigar industry. Everybody, give a warm welcome to Glenn Loop. Welcome, Glenn. Good morning, Abe. Good morning, KMA team. How are you? Good morning, How are you Glenn. Doing? How you doing, buddy? Not bad. I'm smoking the first cigar out of a box that I got from you. Well, thank you very much. Much good, appreciated. The Tatuaje Halloween. Oh, nice. nice. First so, one out. So, so are you broadcasting from the home? I am. We are. We're outside the home office. Nice. In my Boston legal chairs. I don't know if you <laughs> knew about this story, but these are the actual chairs that William Shatner and Spader sat in in Boston legal. Oh, really? Yeah, they give a gift from my friend Brian Chinook. He said they needed a new home, so I'm sitting where Shatner sat at the end of Boston legal every uh, time. You're probably sitting where Shatner shat too. <laughs> <laughs> so how how many days are you into retirement now? Well, people keep using this word retirement. I'm way too young to retire from absolutely uh, anything. But, uh, you know, formally it was election night. Formally, oh, wow. Formally it was, a, it was midnight election night. It was the way we uh, we timed it and 
it was symbolic, you know, in uh, work through Obama and uh, what's left of the first term of, of President Trump. If, the, if there's not a second term, who knows at this juncture? I'm, it's like Groundhog Day on the news behind me. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But there are indeed large, large implications for the, anybody that's passionate for premium handmade cigars, whether you, uh, whether you smoke them, sell them or make them. You know, that's what kind of I struggle with a lot, Glenn, because, you know, a lot of people who who enjoy our passion, right? The cigars and what we, you know, what we do. Um, and I see a lot of time on, on, on social media. They're just really oblivious to the political implications of how it's going to affect us. And it, it seems like no one ever really gets worked up until it's too late and it's over. Well, I've said this a thousand times, the story a thousand times over the decade, but uh, when I first started helping the guys here in Virginia with the Cigar Association of Virginia, and I had Shorty Cable and Gary Pesh and Scott Regina and my local shop, Milan Tobacconist, all in a room, and I said, you're no longer just a tobacconist. You've got to build politics into your job description. And that was 2006 when I told those guys that. And um, it, it's no, truer today than it was then. And I go back to my very, very first industry meeting, April the 9th, 2009 in Miami. And uh, S-Chip had been the great galvanizer for creating CRA, and you know that history. And I looked out over the crowd, and the president was just signing the Tobacco Control Act, and I said, S-Chip was just practice. It was just practice. Because I knew that when any time you give a federal agency the power to do something, they're going to do it. And that's 12 months later, after the Tobacco Control Act was signed, they put their first notice in the Federal Register of their intent to regulate cigars. And fortunately, as an industry, and I do mean as an industry, we're able to fight that off until 2016 and fight it off to this day in both Congress, the courts, and a White House. Now, what what do you I mean? You're you're in D.C. What what's what's the word on the streets? What's the climate there? Anticipation, uh, wanting this to end one way or another, but a fervent belief by both parties, the leadership in, in Congress and the pundit community, and no doubt both presidential campaigns count every vote, count every vote, don't delegitimize the, the process and move on to the next step. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Dr. Heath Brown, who teaches uh, political science in New York, wrote a book on presidential transitions. And he posted his article on the on the the Hill newspaper this week that says, do not hold up the transition. You've only got 11 weeks before you're sworn in. Do not hold up the transition, no matter who you are, that there's too much at stake with protecting the political process. There's too much at stake with transitioning to the, either a new administration or transitioning this one. Let's play it down the middle. At stake, not to have a smooth, peaceful transition of power as our constitutional calls for. Well, let me ask you your opinion. I mean, with all these rumors and videos that have been out there showing people in, in the room tampering with ballots and, and people who are have been certified supposedly as dead and voting, I mean, does the transition of power supersede the right to have had a legitimate election? There's time to figure out the legitimacy of every every vote and every ballot. I mean, there is tampering. I, I don't doubt that there is some form of tampering, some form of honest mistakes that are made in every single election. I think the question becomes, are they statistically relevant? 
Right. How much is it? I mean, is it a hundred thousand I mean, votes? Probably if, not, right? If if Biden's up forty-eight thousand votes here, if Trump's up, you know, five thousand votes there. I think you really get into the point of, is it statistically relevant? I mean, there's only so many, I think we're beyond the Chicago era where entire precincts of, of dead people are, are voting. I think we're really beyond that. And I think there's a lot of safeguards in place, but does it happen? Absolutely. Is it statistically significant? I doubt it. I think the only thing that really burns me about this whole thing, and I, like I said, I mean, look, I said it before I say it again. I mean, if, if Biden's president, you know, most of us are going to get up and just go to work the next day. You know, it's, I, we we live through Carter. We'll live through Biden. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean but but or we live through Nixon. Yeah, well, I I, I didn't. So sorry. Uh, well, I, 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 I did. I was this big, and I remember the night my father pulled me into the into the room with the television, and it may have still been black and white in our house at the time. I'm not sure, but to to watch Nixon resign, we had a constitutional crisis on our hands, and we survived it. This institution of democracy is strong enough to survive anything, even this point in time. This is just a flashpoint in time, and we will get beyond it. No matter who wins, no matter who loses, we will get beyond it. Uh, in, in 12 months, we'll be talking about some new scandal or, you know, who got thrown out of Congress because of an intern or something. But, uh, but we have a way of getting beyond these things, and what's you know what's causing too much of this is the 24-hour news cycle and it creates a lot of hyperdrive that is not you know uh, beneficial if you will to democracy i know it's openness and i know everybody loves the pundits but i've gotten to the point where i listen to the bbc more than i do american television just to get the real story amen i i do do the same yeah i don't blame you What, what gets me is i just don't know why because look, if you don't want to be guilty of something, don't give people reason to doubt. I mean, whether it's a partner I had or whether it's any kind of relationship, business relationship, I always want things to be so transparent that there's never even an opportunity for a partner of mine or somebody to say, hey, what's this about? It's right there. It's all evident. You can look at it yourself. You know, why not have just gone through all the possible measures to make sure that there could have been no doubt? Why create... I mean, whether it's just to create the chaos, why create the situation of the chaos where you just didn't want to, people just didn't want well, to be transparent about stuff? It may be an absolutely silly analogy, but I said the I said two days ago, it's amazing to me that Tesla can put a man into space and bring him safely back to Earth as a corporation, and we can't successfully run an election without a flaw. <laughs> I mean, it may be a really bad analogy, but I'm thinking about if you need absolute perfection, it's blasting a human into space and bringing them back. Why yeah. can't we pull that off for an election process? Why can't we prevent foreign meddling in manipulating the social media process? Why are Americans susceptible to even being influenced by social media, for God's sake? By design, Glenn. Privatize the election. It, no, it's oh, no, design. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, but I believe not get anything right. I believe it's without a doubt by design. I think that America is 100% capable of having a foolproof election. You know, I think they're 100% capable with the technology to do it and administrate it flawlessly. I do believe it's by design. They want to leave room for flaws. All right, we'll move on from there. All right. Well, that being said, let me ask one first question about the CRA. Mm-hmm. So from what you have told us before, your position 
is not being replaced in the CRA. That's the way I understand it. Do you understand what's ha- going to happen with the CRA? Because if somebody ain't running it, who's behind the wheel? Well, I mean, we've got, no, we've got a, uh, a great team. We've got an engaged board. Uh, the, the board's being diligent. They're having to, uh, my going away present, if you will, was sending out 30, 27 emails to try to raise uh, some 11th hour money uh, on Monday and Tuesday. I did that. Um, there's still a diligent need to a diligent need to raise incredible level of resources to keep the fight going. Our political team is intact in Washington with Mike Copperman and Cody uh, Cardin and, and Harrison Clark doing the operations and membership stuff. Gary Pesh, our, our mutual friend at Old Virginia, is on the board, is out in suburban Washington, and he's helped playing a, a really diligent role with uh, with the staff up there, uh, making it sort of a second full time job. Um, and and the PCA staff is very engaged, and it's it's a uh, there's not a lot of sunlight between the positions and the and the approach and the strategy. I've been talking strategy with with PCA staff and our staff for the last three days, even though I'm not technically on the job because it's another peaceful transition of power. Ah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That worries me a little bit. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, everything will stay on course because look, I've sat on many boards. Um, and the problem that I've always seen on boards is it's not our full-time job. No, it's not, but we've got a highly professional staff in both organizations. And and I think there's a, a there's so much commitment to the process, and there's so much commitment to the mission of both CRA and PCA that that you you I truly believe this should have absolute confidence in that process, and the the next phase in all of this will will play out and take care of itself, sort of like what else is going in, on in Washington. I think you should have absolute confidence in the process. I mean, we're already engaged on as an industry as to what's going on in the states and state legislation and over 30 state legislatures coming into session in January. Uh, there's already a great deal of exchange about what the uh, what the differences between the last Congress and the new Congress are going to be. There's already chat about uh, how the cigar industry engages in the uh, transition process and the litigation process is also still very, very engaged, even though it's astronomically expensive. And the industry has got to do some serious soul searching as to how to pay these legal bills into the future. It's probably the number one threat looming over, more so than a presidential transition, the threat of how to pay for an expensive piece of litigation in an industry that should not have a problem figuring that out is probably, to me, the greatest looming threat over its head. Wow. Six million dollars worth of legal bills. It's accomplished what it was intended to accomplish. It's kept warning labels off boxes. It's kept the substantial equivalence and pre-market approval out of the industry. It has kept testing away <coughs> from premium handmade cigars. It has facilitated the FDA declaring that we are the lowest uh, hanging fruit as far as priority uh, for enforcement. It has facilitated, and this is probably the greatest accomplishment of it aside from pre-market approval and warning labels being kept away is is that it has uh, allowed the courts and the agency and the FDA to agree that there needs to be a tight, narrow definition of what a premium handmade cigar is and therefore admitting, admitting de facto that it does not deserve the level of regulation that they wanted to impose upon other tobacco products. And all that, all that has been just since 2017. 
and that's going to have a huge bearing, a huge bearing on if there's another presidential administration. The court decisions that have been handed down, the agency rhetoric that has been passed down in writing about the definition of a premium cigar will emphatically influence the next phase of the regulatory process if there is a new administration. All true words. Yeah. Wow. The, the industry is positioned as never before to win. And there's some looming threats that I hope we have 60 seconds to talk about, but there's some serious looming threats under a new Congress. Tell us. And, and what's been decided in the courts and what's been put forth by the FDA in terms of low hanging fruit, in terms of saying we're not a high priority for enforcement by admitting we should not be a part of the pre-market approval process de facto. But if you meet the definition of a, Ter a tight, narrow definition of premium handmade cigar is an amazing place to be if there is a new administration. And real quickly, I mean, the greatest threat, put the FDA aside, put it, that is truly the swamp, put the FDA aside for just a moment. The industry is going to thank its lucky stars that there's a congressional coalition of bipartisan supporters, even going into the new Congress because of Senate Bill 3174. The light, there you go, right there. That is the biggest got it right there. epidemic. That is the largest threat looming, threatening the premium handmade cigar industry. Which I find funny because I don't think kids are into tobacco at all anymore. They're all into vape. Well, isn't it ridiculous that we've got a, a piece of legislation called an epidemic? It's ridiculous that we've got a piece of legislation called epidemic that it could impact premium handmade cigars at the same time Congress ought to be thinking about nothing but pandemic. Right, right. And there's a House companion bill to this that got through the House of Representatives last time. But this bill in the Senate, they're not open to amendments on this. And I'm not saying this in a partisan context, but if Sherrod Brown and, and their ilk can take over the United States Senate, this legislation serves a two-fold two threat. One, the ability to either become law through the United States Congress and signed by the next administration. That's one piece of the puzzle. Or this legislation becomes a roadmap for the new regulatory process. Because this legislation would expedite all the FDA rules on all tobacco products. And, you know, by the way, I mean, you ship me this box of cigars, right? Well, that would become illegal under this act. That would become illegal under this act. And fortunately, when this House version came up, Months ago, uh, Congresswoman Donna Shalala and Congresswoman Kathy Castor, as two Democrats and both, you know, respected in their party, in the House, helped spearhead an exemption for premium cigars. It wasn't perfect; it had a high price point, but the point was a liberal House of Representatives went on record for an exemption. <laughs> Excuse me. How how is the Senate's not open to that? The Senate's not open to that. And this could reopen the whole regulatory rulemaking process. And we're going to be thanking our lucky stars that there are court decisions and agency rhetoric in writing that backs up this industry's positions if this bill ever sees the light of day. How does this happen when states are passing laws that legalizing cocaine? Oh, God. Oregon. I can't believe they legalized hard drugs. And, and yeah, and, and, and they tried a time out. They decriminalized a little bit different. There's not going to be okay. like cocaine stores in Oregon popping up. Right, right. They're, they just decriminalized. But it, how, right? are, how are those yeah, people? But it's, epidemic. The it's the principle of what they did. Yeah. 
I mean, how is it going to allow I me? Mean, heroin is like without a doubt, like probably the biggest problem. I'm on the opposite side of this argument. Oh, you think right. we should legalize heroin? Absolutely. I don't think the government has the right to tell us what we can and cannot put in our body. What makes cocaine any different than alcohol when you truly boil it down? All right, let's keep it on cigars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show right there. Holy yeah. It really is. It really is. All right. What, what, what it does highlight what it does highlight is how there's a serious case in our government at all levels, a serious case of misplaced priorities. I mean, we're, we've got situations in North Korea, in Syria, in the Middle East, serious needs with public infrastructure, education, a pandemic preparedness that's absolutely ridiculous. And that's not a slap at how this one's been handled. The question is, how is the next one going to be handled? We've got these serious, serious questions, and somebody's going to take up congressional debating time to talk about this, to talk about this. That's what should be insulting to the American people. Right. Why is that a priority over all the other things going on right now? And this legislation was triggered, and this legislation was triggered by, by vape. And it goes to the heart of what, what the problem is in many of these state legislatures is that we get caught up in when OTP taxes are getting caught up in debates now, it's because of taxing vape and e-cigarettes. When they get uh, new crackdowns on smoking mans because of vape and e-cigarettes. When we get caught up in regulatory processes, whether it's in out west or, or on the east coast or in the deep south in a state legislature, it's because of vape and e-cigarettes. And it's why this industry has to be ever so diligent ever so diligent in saying, just remember these words, we're not them. We're not them. And you've got to say it over and over again. And you've got, even if there's not a bill in your legislature, you've got to make sure your presence is being felt, which is what our guys in Virginia have done, what Feeney and them have done in Maryland, what Paul Groh and them have done in Wisconsin, what they're doing in New York. I could go around this country state by state and name you retail tobacconists in every state in the union that are taking their story to the state capitals and they're not getting paid a dollar for it to defend this industry. Yep. And it's simply remembering the phrase, we're not them, but you're going to have to do it over and over again because vape and e-cigarettes and anything associated with nicotine has put this into the crosshairs of the political fight. And that's why this fight's never going to be go away it's never going to go away, and politics is permanently in this industry's job description, and how they pay for it in the future is going to be the great debate of the day. And that's the question this industry's got to get its arm around sooner rather than later. Words for the wise. Wow. Yeah, really. I mean, so, so Glenn, now that you're officially no longer head of the CRA, what, what are the plans that you can talk about? What, what what will you be doing? Will you still be involved with, with the cause of the industry? Well, of course I am, because it's a passion. Uh, it's it's a part of, <laughs> you can't do something for 12 years with CRA and, and then the time that starting it with the guys here in Virginia in 2006, 7, 8, you can't do anything like that politically and not have it not become an ingrained part of your of your soul. And I believe that. I think people ought to fight for what they believe in, whether they're paid for it or not. But uh, I'm a lobbyist. I don't know anything else. I know politics. It's all I've ever studied. I was born into it. My father was an elected official. My grandfather was, right. my grandfather was a sheriff. I think I was conceived at a national political convention, <laughs> from what my parents tell me. <laughs> um, That's a story. I mean, there's another piece of that puzzle. But anyway, um, 
I, I, it's all I've ever studied. It's all I've ever been. And uh, I've, I intend to be lobbying both Richmond and Washington. I intend to make my presence felt politically around the country. Um, I think it's incumbent upon every cigar consumer who's passionate about this to be a part of the process, to be a part of CRA and PCA and the mission that those organizations uh, embrace. I think anything you believe in, you politics has to be in your soul. It's why my friend Larry Sabato at the University of Virginia uh, puts, puts out this sticker every year. It just says politics is a good thing. And it is. And if we're going to protect these institutions of democracy, if we're going to protect these passions that we have personally under life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the life, liberty, and the pursuit of great cigars, you've got to be engaged in the process. And whether it's something as simple as having a cocktail and a, and a cigar or something far bigger on is my kid getting the best education they can possibly get? Am I driving and using the best public infrastructure that's possible? Or is my government going too far to the right or too far to the left? It's incumbent upon us to be a part of that process. And that doesn't go away because the job goes away. Well, I think you just relieved a lot of people. <laughs> True. Um, well, um, there were a lot of questions in the comments is, it's, so are we still gonna? Is he still still gonna give his advice, consult, help? So that's that's a big, that's a big sigh of relief among all of our and, viewers right now. No, absolutely, and and that process has already begun. I mean, even when I knew the the end of my employment with CRE was near, uh, Scott Pierce and Josh Abersky with PCA and I were doing joint state training on legislation that was gonna. We did a, a northeastern seminar for all the uh, people from. Uh, Pennsylvania North. We did a Deep South uh, seminar piece. We did a, a Western States piece um, uh, training and preparing community retail tobacconists to, to be engaged with their states and how to confront their state legislators and legislation uh, come January. Um, I'm making myself available for that uh, hand and foot. And, and absolutely, I fully intend, whether the, anybody wants to listen or not, to offer my advice and counsel to the CRA, PCA, the Boutique Association. I've had great talks with Gabby. I, I want to support them and help them in their mission to help the boutique brands and the, what the Boutique Association is and can become. Um, I've, you know, I've been off the clock, if you will, since midnight election night, and already I've had discussions with uh, PCA staff on state legislation that could be blossoming. Uh, and I've already, you know, provided some concepts for communications from CRA that'll be forthcoming in the next, over the next several weeks. Um, you know, I'm going to be lobbying the government, whether I'm doing it purely, purely for cigars. I, I reincorporated my uh, lobbying consulting entity that I had between 2001 and 2008 Commonwealth advance um, to, to play a role in, in a sundry of subjects that I believe in. And there's always enough room for another lobbyist and whether it's Washington, Richmond or, or States across this country, um, I have, I'm too much of a political junkie not, not to be engaged on anything that I believe in. Well, so lobbying is without a doubt still in the future for Mr. Glenn Luke. And I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your morning to come get just a little bit up to speed and what's going on and what's ahead and when the future for the cigar industry. And I can pretty sure speak. I feel I can speak for everyone watching our show, listening and all of us here at KMA that we do wish you all the best in any future endeavor you have, my friend. 
Well, I appreciate that. And I can't thank KMA enough for the support they've provided. I, I was trying, but I don't think my iPad calendar went back that far, but I was trying to calculate the number of times we've had this <laughs> conversation on a Saturday morning and it's been dozens. Uh, and it's been a wonderful way to spread the, to spread the gospel. I cannot thank you enough for what great smoke has meant to our membership roles and your personal and corporate contributions that you've made monetarily, personally, uh, to this organization and to this cause. And, uh, I know that won't waver. Never. Um, but, um, and we got to remember Florida is the ep political epicenter. Listen, if I part with any, any message and I was honestly, if I leave with any level of disappointment, it's in this, but this is a part of the, this is what keeps political junkies going. It's what ought to keep the cigar industry going is that as hard as we've tried, and I could give you a lot of detail that we can talk about in another show or an article or something, but to prove to major political candidates that Pennsylvania and Florida are the economic axis of the premium cigar industry. And that, and I said this in 2009, and I believe it today, and I think we've made a lot of progress in this regard, or we wouldn't have accomplished what we have in, in the courts or, or Congress or the White House, and there has been, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Every time there's a delay in a rule being implemented, this industry saves money. And it's a real number that the delays and the court actions have resulted in nearly a half a billion dollars worth of savings to this industry. And I'll be glad to debate that on any platform with anybody anytime. But we have so much we have so much we have so much to go at showing the major political parties that you shouldn't even enter Florida. Don't even come into Pennsylvania until you've spoken to the premium handmade cigar industry. And by God, you just might need them to be president of the United States. There was diligent, diligent efforts to get the message across to both the Biden administration and the Trump, uh, the, the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign of what we are capable of doing. You know, what would Al Gore do for another 5,000 votes in Florida? Right. I, I mean, and if this thing had been even more narrow in Florida, I shudder to think about what the cigar industry could have done if either party had totally embraced our message, well, they can embrace it on guns. They can embrace it on drugs. They can embrace it on right. reform. They can do it for us knowing that we are an economic axis that spans from Pennsylvania to Florida and don't even think about crossing the state line until you talk to the premium cigar industry for support. And if I leave with any message for the next four years, prepare for that once more. Absolutely, Glenn. What a great message. Wow. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciative. Uh, give, give our love to the missus. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend. She's upstairs smoking a cigar with a visiting friend of ours as we speak. Where I'm going to take this. She's, watch, she's watching now. She watching. just commented. Yeah, she, she, she loves you. I'm not looking she, to the heavens. Wonderful. I'm looking up. She's up there. But, <laughs> I just want to say it's good to see you without a bow tie. Hey, <laughs> but casual, you know, casual Glenn, casual <laughs> my man. Thank you so much. It's great to see you. Let's do this. Anytime you need a political commentator, no, no matter whether it's about uh, cigars or not, give me a call. We're available Absolutely. to, we we'll, 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 we'll call it cigar crossfire. We always need, <laughs> we always love good contributors. Absolutely. So thank you very much for that offer. We will definitely be taking advantage of that, my friend. Thank you. You, you got it, kids. Thank you. Thank you, Did he just call us kids? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't been called a kid in forever. I'll take it.
I'll take it. <laughs> you still are on the kid, Alex. Uh, you know, I'm on the cusp. You're on the cusp. I'm on yeah. the cusp. I like to call 30 to 40 the light years. Like, that's when, like, literally yeah. life becomes, like, light. It just travels at light years. Like, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I remember my, my 30th birthday party was epic. Like, epic. They're still talking about it, you know, twenty almost 20 years ago. All right. Actually, Brandy blew me off that night. She didn't come to my party, and she was supposed to. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't dating yet. I was working it, and she was supposed to come and give me some bullshit excuse about, you know, she had to watch her roommate's kid who babysitter didn't show up. Anyways, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, anyways, but but I, I just remember being single, having this great party, or everybody was there. And next oh, thing man. I know, forty with kids. I mean, it's just like that. So I call thirty to forty light years. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thirty eight. I feel like I'm in. This is like really the last year of my thirties. Like thirty nine is just like yeah, you're almost forty. It's not even yeah. really it doesn't even really count. I, yeah, I'm I'm thirty seven. I'm going to be thirty eight this year. So I'm older. I than feel you. the same way. I'm older than you. You are. Yeah. Well, one me, year. I look so much better. Than my age. Thank God. Here's the story of my life. Uh, but I've always I've always looked older. It's weird. But I think that maybe that'll be good for me when I get old. Maybe I'll slow down. I, I always looked Benjamin when I was younger. Like, I was buying beer at 15. Like, I remember I couldn't drive. I'd go to liquor stores. We'd get cases of beer and have to walk to the Forest Preserve because none of us had driver's licenses. <laughs> you know? Literally. So I always, That was when the drinking age was, what, 18? Well, no, Dave, I've seen pictures of you at 15. You're like 6'4", yeah. full-grown full facial hair. I, I mean, I wouldn't card you in a store. I, I the only difference is that he has hair then. Right. Yeah. That really is the only difference. A little bit thinner. It wasn't a lot of hair either. I graduated eighth grade, like uh, 6 feet, 225 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a grown man, literally. So I remember because I went to a Catholic high school, so – and there was no facial hair allowed. So I would literally like try to let my stubble grow as much as I can for the weekend. So just I had, I looked a little bit older. Than everybody else. And then the, the dean caught on to me and he would start hunting me down on Fridays looking for me. You know, and they would make me go shave in this office with a razor from 1972 with no, oh. with no shaving cream whatsoever. And I started getting good and start bringing like my own razors to class. That's, that's the difference. They, they, uh, when I first got my first ever headshots when I was 17 years old, the guy had a straight razor. And this is not that long ago. He had a straight razor in the studio. He's like, if you need to shave, I have a setup here. <laughs> and then I, I got, I got uh, headshots from the same guy. Like, I think you're supposed to get them every seven years. My agent at the time said I needed new ones, whatever. I got fat. So it was like five years later, I went in there. He's like, we don't have any of that stuff here. It's all, it's all out. Nobody, you can't have that. You can't share razor, blah, 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 blah. So it, it's, that's, that's shows your age there that they had a razor that they, that other people had used that you could Communal use. use. <laughs> what Melanie is surprised that I got headshots. Yes. I was an actor for most of my twenties. <laughs> Melanie doesn't know that you were almost, uh, what's his name? Billy, whatever his name is. You know what's funny? I came across the article. Tell Alex, he probably doesn't know yeah, the I don't, story. I don't know the story. I came across the article the other day. So when Billy Mays died. Billy Mays. Paul, Tele- Paul was runner-up for Billy Mays. He really? Was yeah. He, he was, uh, they, they he held Telebrand. Billy Mays. Wait, I, I just saw the picture. Damn it. It was on the cover, of, or it was on the in an article in Ad Age. I can't find it now, but I just, I funnily went, got, came across it yesterday when I was going through pictures, getting ready for the show. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was like a, you know, a regular audition, but, um, 
Yeah, it was like the second runner up. The guy that they chose, they actually and oh here it is. The guy that they chose, they never actually ended up using. But I did like a, a whole listen, man. They these companies are are difficult. Here, I have the picture here. It's uh this is me auditioning. This is my first audition oh, for uh, for Telebrands. That's that was in Ad Age, it was in Advertising Weekly. It was in Newsday. It was in a lot of newspapers. I mean, I created my own buzz for it, obviously. What was with the hair, bro? You couldn't have groomed yourself a little bit? Well, it's. I used to have like a faux hawk type thing. No, dude. That's just uh, called what? Oh. Yeah, that's just called balding, man. <laughs> that's not a faux hawk. That's balding, Paul. Well, anyway. Oh, we have another guest. We have another guest. Okay, let's go to the my break early. Me. Let's not bring him on and cut him off in a few minutes. Right. Let's go to our break early, and we'll be right back after this really short break from our sponsors. Um, with are Eric. we doing a one? Are we doing a one do or one, a two? Do the one. Okay. We're just sorry. Going. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. I, I I meant to text you that earlier. I forgot. But um, we're gonna go to a quick short break. Be back after the break with Mister Bro himself, Eric Espinosa, and we're oh, gonna man. talk up Mamma Mia. And we're gonna talk about. Uh, uh, what's going on in La Zona Palooza, which is getting ready to launch off next week? Stay I tuned. Can't wait. Hola a todos. Mi nombre es Elmer Suarez de la Flor de Copán en Honduras. My name is Ernesto Cranwinkel and I'm from La Romana, Dominican Republic. Hola, mi nombre es Diana. Soy de Manizales, Colombia. Días, Freddy Molina desde Estelí, Nicaragua. Hola amigos, saludos a todos. María Santis, orgullosa de ser puertorriqueña. Cheers, I'm Oliver, I'm from London, England. I love H. Uman Añejo. My favorite H. Upman Dominican cigar is the H. Upman Banker. My favorite H. Upman cigar is the Herman's Patch. Favorite H. Upman is the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Mi cigarro favorito es H. Upman Española. I highly recommend you try the H. Upman 175th anniversary, awarded number 10 cigar of 2019. One world together with H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. And we're back. Welcome back to Hour 2 of KMA Talk Radio. Honest Abe here with my host, Paul DeGracco and Alex Cavella. We had a very interesting half uh, with Glenn Loop, who's talking about the current state of affairs and our uh, government, the cigar industry, some future threats. So if you're joining us and didn't catch that first hour, check it out later. It's definitely worth the watch. Great segment. Yep. Up now is one of my oldest friends in this industry. We literally both met at the beginning of our uh, careers. And um, one of the storytellers, and I won't say best poker players, but uh, my good friend, uh, Eric Espinosa of Espinosa Cigars. Welcome, Eric. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? What's up, bro? Where are you broadcasting from? I'm from, uh, I'm at the warehouse. Okay. Are you, can you can you raise your camera up a little bit so we yeah, can see? You're only face? getting your like bottom half of your eyeglasses, dude. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's right. Hold on a second. Hold on. A this second. is no surprise. This hold on. Oh, now we lost him. This is no. no I, I took him off. No surprise there. <laughs> you took me off. Is this good? Good. Uh, now we can uh, half of your eyeglasses. 
right. You need lower? That's better. That's better right there. All right. I think that's as good as we're going to get. I mean, not if he raises the phone. I got my iPad, dude. I'm like, you know, I, I got a I, listen. I got, I did. I have a cigar box. I put a robusto. I put a lancero underneath, and uh, that's all I got, bro. Are you putting? The, are you putting the sticks or the box? <laughs> I got the box. You need it higher, or lower, dude. Higher. Go get somebody to go get a couple cigar boxes. There's nobody here, dude. It's a uh, You think my my guys work at this time, bro? Are you kidding me? My guy Junior's working. not there. Junior's, no. Junior's there all every time I talk to him, he's at bro, that place. Junior, no, Junior, dude. Junior, bro. No, he's not here. Hold on a second, bro. Just lower, the, chair. lower the chair a little bit. Well, I'll lower the Jack, chair. Hold on. Yeah, ask Jack and Hector to teach you how to do this. They, they, they are pros at this now. No, bro, it's your mouth only. Is this good? No. no. I can't even uh, see your eyes. That's why I told you, you let's get it screen. earlier. Whatever you're saying oh, no. is whatever. Listen to me. I'm gonna solve I'm gonna solve it for you. Go get a little matchbook or a cigar. And slip it under. I don't know what you got your iPad. Or, slip it under the front of your iPad so the screen tilts up a little bit. Okay, hold on. Let's go lower. Is this better? Yeah, yeah that's, it. that's oh, it. That's it right there. Okay. Actually, I'm not even going to attempt to ask you to center it. Don't worry. No, yeah, no. don't. Yeah, I'm not going to touch anything. I'm, I'm I'm holding the cigar box with my left hand. I got the ashtray holding to the right. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> don't don't fucking sneeze, man. Right. Yeah, don't All touch right. it. Don't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so how are things going in now i lost uh well, yeah we got you now i can't hear you oh my god we, we did the test was perfect yeah well <laughs> i'm pretty sure he probably accidentally hit a button is he muted did he mute himself He's Maybe, getting his phone. Maybe he's texting you now i can hear you, you i lost my sound for a while okay you can hear us now yes Okay. All right. Good. Here we go. Let's let's get the let's get the interview going. Dear God. <laughs> so tell us how are things down at the uh, warehouse there in preparations for La Zona Palooza, which um, for the first time ever is going to be a, a virtual event. Um, tell us. I mean, how you came to that decision? And yeah, there it is. Well, you, you know, um, every year at this time, you know, you guys. We, you guys come down and we do the show down here at uh, in Hylia Gardens. Uh, this year, you know, we named it Wish You Were Here because we can't do it because it's COVID uh, bullshit. But, um, you know, it's it's a tribute to all the guys who post our cigars, who smoke our cigars all year round. And uh, we wanted to do something, um, you know, it's like ain't no stopping us now. Um, that's the way I look at it. Uh, we're going to get it done no matter what. You know, uh, my, my team and I, we're like the Energizer Bunny. We're going to keep going and keep going. It's nothing going to stop us. So we, we decided to do it virtual. Um, what are we doing? We uh, we built some packages, and there's just limited cigars that you can't get in any shop or, or what have you. Um, so These packages were only available to the people that you were would have invited to La Zona Palooza or elite members or how did – Correct. How did, we, we opened it up to more people, you know um, – but we cater, yes, we cater to the people that come down here to the Zona Palooza. So everyone got their packages. Uh, well, not yet. You know, I think California will get them in a couple of days. But uh, our events on the 12th and uh, 13th, maybe between 6 and 10 o'clock, um, Thursday and Friday. Um, and we're going to give them a uh, access code to get on. And we're just going to get on, you know, BS, talk. We got some special guests. Uh, um um, I think it's going to be a great time. You know, uh, again, we're not going to stop doing things that we do just because of this COVID bullshit. So 
how many people would you normally invite down for La Zona Palooza? Because I know I know we come down and do the video broadcast from K- KMA show from there every year, but you know by Saturday morning we don't get a lot of your attendees who trickle in because they're partied or whatever. We have they're, a- they're drunk. They're drunk. They're drunk. Yeah. So yeah. We, we get half a dozen or a dozen people. It's a great show. But how many people typically do you invite to come down annually to this event? About a couple hundred. The problem is that nobody else fits it here. You know, it's hard to find a venue. I don't need to tell you that. You know, you well, we look at the venue. Just, it's tough to find a venue, and, and, and it's hard. It. It's hard for you to find chairs sometimes. It's, it's hard for <laughs> good, at least good chairs. It's hard for us yeah. to find good chairs. Yeah. Um, how many? Uh, how many deaths? How many chair deaths have has La Zona Palooza caused? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. He knows. He knows because he got the invoice for the chairs. Eleven. I mean, they were dropping like flies this one year, and I talk, called the guy. Hey, dude, I need stronger chairs. You, those are my strongest chairs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you guys are in the industry. You guys seen some of these guys that smoke cigars, you know? And I get nervous, yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, dude, it's crazy. Don't sit here. Don't sit in this chair. Here, let me get you. I made chair. them. I made them go pull an office chair when we did KMA. I said, "There's no way I'm sitting on one of those chairs." Bro, I had to make a pallet one day and, and put cushion on it because this guy was really big. I'm not gonna put him out there like that. But we put like five pallets and 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 put a cushion on and everything and 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 put a pallet in the back to to rest his back and stuff. And, we made him like a bench. Nice. Yeah, and we wheeled him around with a pallet jack. It was cool. He 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 was great. It was, yeah, we did. It's true story, bro. <laughs> Well, I mean, I remember. I remember Eric was pointing out. This was probably two years ago. Eric was pointing out. People was like, "You, you, you don't sit in those white chairs. You, you, you definitely don't sit in that chair. Don't sit." He was like, "I can't believe I have to do this." <laughs> so, so a couple hundred people you normally invite, and these are people you select via process of who has supported you the most or showed you the most love on on social media platforms. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so how did you do it this year? How did, how how are people how were people able to join it? Did they have to be elite members? Did they have to get an invitation from you to be a part of Les Palooza? What what changed in the virtual way of doing it? Well, you know, down here, you know, it, it gets expensive. I don't need to tell you that. You know how it is. So what sure. we do is, uh, you know, we sell some packages just to get the cost. We make no money on this. It's just. Uh, uh, you know, trying to get some of the money back to pay for the food and the entertainment and what have you. So this year we did it through, through, you know, we did it through Facebook. We did it uh, through emails and what have you. And, and you know, we, we could anybody have bought a ticket. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anybody could have bought a ticket that, you know, through a friend or what have you, how he found out about it, you know, it could have been through a friend or somebody who comes down, you know, so, look, we, we want to make this bigger. Right. So there wasn't a selection process. You didn't limit it. Like, no, like- no, no, we didn't do that. No, no. So anybody buys a ticket to the event, and then are they the only people that get to watch it then? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. We're going to do some stuff through Zoom, Facebook Live, and what have you for to get a lot of people involved. You know, I don't handle the tech part of the of the. So you're not even really sure what's going on. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I just know what time I got to be. What I'm trying to find out. What I'm trying to find out is is. Like, like can, can anybody, anybody watch? Watch what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be on. Uh, we're gonna be on Facebook Live. Yeah, we're gonna be on Facebook Live and Zoom. Yeah, but we're gonna have in 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 Zoom. It's only the guys that are that bought a package. They're gonna be engaged with us. Everybody else will have but anybody to watch else can it. watch. Yeah, yeah. Everybody but Alex. Everybody but. Alex. 
I feel bad. I get invited all the time, but it's always around my son's birthday, so I've actually never gone. Dude, you want to legalize cocaine, bro? I just heard that. You want to go down that road? No. Do we want to go down that no, road? No. I mean, what's the, <laughs> what's the difference? What's the difference? There's a big difference. There's no difference. Cocaine, your you you know your 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 Johnson doesn't get hard if you do cocaine. Why do you want to do cocaine for? Bro? I don't I don't personally <laughs> want to do cocaine. But what's the difference? I mean, who's who's worse on the road? A guy all coked up or a guy drunk out of his mind? Both. I disagree. Both. Both. I disagree. More importantly, I don't need the government telling me anything that I can or can't be putting in my body. Dude, it's bad. You go, you're going to you probably kill somebody driving under the influence of cocaine down the road. Why I do. Wanna... It gets done under alcohol all the time, but that yeah. seems to be okay. Well, that should be a problem. I, I agree with well, that. Uh, well, know? well. Okay, so let's say you could do cocaine only in your house. Right. Uh, all right. <laughs> and then you can't leave. And then you can't leave. Whatever, can't leave. Whatever, whatever people do in their house, I can give three shits. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, if we take that to its logical conclusion, then, you know, oh, there's cigars. Cigars are bad for you. You shouldn't be able to do cigars. Cigars, are, c- cigars are not bad for you, bro. One of the biggest causes of illness is stress. Number one stress reliever is smoking a cigar. Okay? Amen. All right. So I, I agree with you that. Go, Absolutely. You, you, you figure that one out. You know, you go ahead and drink a Coca-Cola or eat a Whopper or a Big Mac, and that's that's bullshit. You know, that's going right. to fuck you up. So let, let, let's stick out of the balloon. Walk out. Walk our listeners to what's going to be expected come Thursday. What time does it start on Thursday? At 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock Eastern time. And what time does it go through? Is it end time or you guys going to go to whenever? Whenever. Whenever. It's supposed to be to 10, but whatever. All I know is that if you guys pull this broadcast off, I'm feeling so much more confident about the great smoke. Yeah, we, we, gonna, we, listen, we did like a pre-run uh, about maybe six months ago, and, and it worked out perfect. You know, I engage with everybody. You know, the reason why we're doing it, uh, some through Zoom and, and have all the guys there, because I start messing with everybody, everybody that comes on, and I can engage the Zoom, with everybody. The Zoom people will be guys who have gotten tickets, and they can interact with you directly. That is correct. Okay. You know? Will there be special cigars for those Zoom people? Yes. They already got them. I mean, most of them got them. We shipped okay. out. We started shipping out on Monday. I mean, California, people in the West Coast haven't gotten theirs yet. But, but what, are you, what are you going to do when you start the event? Is it just going to be you talking and telling stories and doing magic tricks, or... Do we have anything like real exciting and fun planned for two days? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. We're gonna start. We, we're gonna. I'm gonna start talking. Of course. We got. We got some special guests coming on. Who do you got coming on? Um. Uh, it's, it's sort of a teaser? surprise. It's sort of a surprise. No teasers. Are they all? Listen. Are they? What do you got? One guest coming on? You can't tell us. <laughs> no. We, we got several guests coming on. You you're coming on, aren't you? You're you're. Well, I'm not, I'll I'm not that. surprise. Yeah. Who else? Who else do you have scheduled to coming on? That's not a guest. You have, from what I understand, you were telling me you're gonna have some other retailers on. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have some some retailers on. You know. Right. Um, Anybody you know? Uh, no, you just you just you'll find out. Tune in, wow. and you'll find out. Wow, this guy's not He's giving us nothing. Who's nothing. Com- who's coming on in, in your show next Saturday? I don't know. Jonathan Drew. Oh, okay, nice. Enjoy. You could do no, it. Good friend of mine. That's how we do it. I tell no, you. Uh, hey, oh, you're a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're wrong. That's not, that's not next week. That's, that's not right. next week. You, 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 see, you, don't, you don't even know who's coming Omar on your show Fernandez. next week. What the? It's you know. Omar Fernandez. Oh, okay. Nah, good, good, there luck. Is. good luck. Omar's a good Banner. friend of mine. Good luck with that. Banner. In fact, in fact you put me on with Omar. I wouldn't have talked to him. Omar is like one of, like, I, I, I end up having a great relationship with this guy. So he's been really good to work with. Nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. I'm telling you, I was shocked because we wanted to, um, you know, we have our connoisseur club 
starting out, which I'll tell people that you're 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 participating in uh, in 2021. It'll be a, a new type of statistics program, and we really wanted the people from AJ Fernandez to be involved in our Sonic Connoisseur Club. And I remember you telling me, "I'm like, man, I just can't talk to anybody there. They're just hard to really kind of." And you say, "Talk to this guy, Omar. Man, he's he's really good." Whatever, and we've been in in touch, and the guy is great. We got a couple other surprises slotted for. 2021 with AJ Fernandez. Oh, oh, I'm a rep at heart, bro. Do I get commission off of your account? Or- yeah, bro. You, you like commission. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, hey, here's wait. Here's a big question because this is the highlight usually of Lazona Palooza. Uh, will there be karaoke? Will you be singing your trademark song? Absolutely no. We switch it up because the name of uh, this year it's, it, we we named it "Wish You Were Here." So you're gonna sing Pink Floyd instead of Four Non One. That is correct. Now that is correct. Now, can people still get Lazona Palooza tickets, or is it done? No, it's done. It's done. done. You know, we had to do logistically. It had to be done because they had well, to get. And next time, don't schedule the show so close that the tickets are all gone. It's <laughs> a little piece of marketing advice. Listen, I'm here to help you out. You you blame that on Paul and uh, Val. You're the one that wanted this week. You uh, called me, dude. You know. <laughs> Wow, Eric Espinoza threw me under the bus. I don't know how I should feel. <laughs> hey, listen, by the way, uh, Billy Mays, didn't he die on a plane? Uh, not a plane crash, but he hit his head on the top. I guess there was turbulence or something like that. Is that the way? He, yeah, uh, he said they said he hit his head on the plane. and he, But he was also, speaking of coke, uh, he had allegedly been doing a lot of cocaine yeah, at the think? time. Yeah, and it thins your, thins your blood and a lot of issues based on that he had some kind of a, a brain issue after he hit his head and uh well there you go alex you know cocaine related you know what else sends your blood <laughs> alcohol <laughs> Paul, can that, we get the that, video that, one time that was sad can we get the video I, one time Paul? video one time or what oh yeah we have a video hold on one second we have this uh, lovely feature mama mia mama mia <laughs> you got to play that like two or three times in a row. It doesn't have the same effect. Oh, mama mia, mama mia. Dude, that outfit's oh, my... mama mia, mama mia. That outfit's legendary. That's, that's my legendary. dog's outfit, dude. That outfit is legendary. For legendary. real. What is that outfit from? And what... Like, I don't think everybody here knows what... Like, where that video was captured. They just see you plastered all over Facebook. <laughs> I do know, because I, I asked Abe. <laughs> it was the event we did. It was like the preliminary event that we did. And uh, um, my dog, my wife always dresses my dog up. So uh, she had him dressed up like a king. So I thought, take that off. So I, you could tell it doesn't fit my head, whatever. So I, I put the robe and the, and, and the hat on. And that's how we started the show. I didn't think it was going to be on. And I didn't think they were able to capture that shit. But they kind of tricked me into this shit. <laughs> so... I've seen some of your packages out there. Yes. All right. Guys post them everything. In fact, you're wearing a shirt right now, which in the original camera angle, it looked like a big uh, penis on your shirt. And <laughs> no, it's not a penis. Let me there see. Let go. me see. There you go. Right there. there. You, go. you see it right there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a very interesting shirt. Um, care to expand uh, on, on what is the meaning of uh, the shirt? Hell yes, I would care to explain. Well, th- there's a guy, um, I'll let you guys figure it out, up there in the Northeast, that he has an issue with, with my uh, La Bomba cigar because it has a wick on it. How and, long has that brand been out? Dude, the brand's been out, uh, what, 
15, 16, 17 years. I don't know exactly. I don't have the date on, on me. And, um, and, and this is coming to fruition now, this argument? No, this has been going on for a while. Oh. So, and uh, nine years ago, I, you know, I, I took over the brand uh, from, from Eddie. Eddie went on his own way, and I, I, I took over the 601s and all that. And then I find out that uh, this gentleman has, a, you know, has an issue with, with, with the wick. So um, I find out, and... You know, everything that I try to do in my life, Abe, I try to do it like a man, um, you know. An issue, issue with the La Bamba cigars. Yes, because it had the wick on it. So, you know, you and I get along. I know you're a pain in the ass uh, most of the time, but uh, but you're a man's man. And uh, you tell me, you know, what you feel, and I tell you what you fear and uh, what, you know. And afterwards, we go have a beer, um, you know, but this bullshit him talking and, 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 and talking shit about me and what have you. So, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I got on a, a plane. I went out there. Um, I sat down. I made an appointment with the guy, sat down. I talked to him and, uh, and I told him, listen, what's the issue? Let's uh, figure this out. And um, he shook my hand and I told him, look, I swear uh, uh, on my life, I, I didn't know you had a wick in your cigar. Look, I don't know your house brands. Well, that's a mistake. That's the mistake that's constantly made in this industry is people who make something think everybody knows what they make, right? I, right. I've been caught. I've been guilty of it a couple times. Like you know, I, I I don't can't follow everything that everybody does, and I'm a retailer, so I'm more in tune. Manufacturers. Have always been the worst. Like you got no clue what somebody else do. I'm like, you really didn't hear that? You didn't know that? And ninety percent of the time, they don't. You know, so it's a common thing. And this was before social media. You know, uh, before Facebook. Uh, right. You know, so how the hell do I know what brand he has? But the manufacturer was making it was the same manufacturer at the time. So, um, you know, I take a flight. I do what I'm supposed to do. What a man should do. I go down there and I take a flight and I. Uh, Sat down, had to sit down with him. Um, I told him, look, you can bring me a stack of Bibles. I'll put my hand on a stack of Bibles. I did not know, you know, you had a cigar with a wick on it. Now, would I have still done the cigar? I don't know. But, you know, I, I was never given that option because I never knew about his cigar. Right. So so we shook hands, you know. Um, I even went back because he gave me a cigar that was one of the best cigars I ever had. It's that, uh, and I'll say it, it's that Atabay that, that, you know, that he, he sells. So I even went back, bought more of that Atabay. He invited me back up, and we talked for a little bit for another 10, 15 minutes, and everything was fine. So he said, look, I'll start carrying your brands. I didn't do this for him to carry my brands. I could care less. So I'll go to the show. The show's in, in, in I'm the just month. Curious. I'm yeah. just curious about a timeline here, right? So you released your brand 15, 16 yeah, years ago. Yeah, and this was about four or five years ago the, the, when I, and I flew okay. out there, yes. So, 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 so a decade goes by yes. where there's an issue because he has a cigar with a similar long pigtail. Yes, yes. Okay. So four or five years ago, you take the time. Now, did you know about the issue for the 10 years or did it just I, come to your attention? I, I, I did not because what I used to do, I, you know, Eddie Ortega used to run the company and I was the rep in Florida because I still had a job to do because I was still be, I was still repping, uh, you know, Eddie would do everything else but Florida. So that was his and I deal, you know, I, I'd rep in Florida, you know, and, and, and try to do as much as I can in other states. But uh, his, his job, you know, was to run the whole country. So he knew about it, but, you know, and he's the one who told me afterwards. I, I never knew about it. So I did the right thing, like like a man's supposed to do. I went out there, like I said. Um, you know, 
we left. I, I shook his hand and he said, look, the trade show's coming and um, I'm going to go by and I'll place an order and carry the brands and all this and yada, yada, which is fine. No big deal. I didn't do it for that reason. I just don't like nobody out there, you know, uh, bashing me, bashing my name. I worked too hard for anybody to bash my name. And I'll tell all you listeners out there, if anybody ever has any issue with me, pick up the phone, call me. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I like to talk about stuff like right away when I have a problem with somebody. Sure. Let's I talk about it. Right on it. I like it. Which, which I had to learn in marriage. I had to tone that down because women are the opposite. They don't want to talk about stuff right away. So uh, that was always a conflict early on in our relationship. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got a problem. Let's talk about it. Why do we have some support days? Listen, it's still the biggest issue. I. It's still the biggest issue. Women is a whole different You've got to learn as a man. You just got to bear with it. Listen, I'm telling you, it was my biggest conflict in my relationship early on. I think I always wanted to deal with it now. It made no sense for me for us not to talk, to be upset for four days when we know we're going to get over it anyway. Why waste those four days? Yeah, right. exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 four days is a long time without you getting something. Yeah, boy. Four That's days is a long time, boy. <laughs> if you have yeah. an issue and they, you have to bring to Abe and somebody else is involved, you better be prepared to have that other person pulled into the room right now. Otherwise, don't even tell it because oh, it's, coming, it's coming right now. But that's what men do. That's I what agree. Men do. I agree. Okay. So I, I did the manly thing, and then here comes the trade show. He sends his daughter and his manager, which very nice people. Daughter, beautiful person, you know, uh, comes by, gets a price list. No big deal. He doesn't show up, but he doesn't show up probably because he was busy because he distributes other people. Not a big deal. Okay. He, he, he never brought in the brand, no big deal. But he kept bad-mouthing me and kept bad-mouthing me. So about uh, three months ago, he, he he had on this radio show, um, you know, he this has- three his, months ago now. Yeah, this is three months ago. He he has Nick Perdomo on so This show. is going on for almost two decades. This is going on for two decades, bro. For do, But I didn't know anything about it. Remember, I was just a rep in Florida. Holy cow. I, even though I own a, 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 a 50% of the company, I was just repping in Florida. I didn't know this was going on. I found out this about four or five years ago. So every time he has his radio show, you know, he has, you know, he, he always he's bashing me. And not just me, other people that I hear, anybody who has a wick. So, um, you know, I, I got pissed. I got tired. I got tired of it. So, look, I got nothing against the guy. I really don't. You know, um, I can care less. You know, um, I did what I'm supposed to do. You know, if he wants to squash this, now he's got to fly into my town and sit down with me. I already did what I had to do. If he wants to continue bad mouthing me, then he's going to have a big problem. That I can tell you, because I'm I'm sick and tired of it. Okay, because uh, if you notice, uh, uh, you know, I haven't even mentioned his name. Okay, but again, I want him to know I got nothing against the guy. You know, he's got a business. Role. But this is the ironic part. He says that I copied him. Hey, what's the name of my company before it became Espinosa Cigar? What was the name of my company? Before it became uh, uh, EO Brands. EO Brands was the... Oh, United Cigar Company. United, United Cigar. Do you know the name of his company? I don't know. I mean... United. United. It's just yeah. one of those things that, look, I think everybody... Look, I, I'll tell a story right now. Um, it was really funny, you know. When when we came out with Red Meat Lovers Club, which is gonna, the Red Meat Lovers Club 2021 Meat Box Press is going to drop, hopefully, uh, this month. Um, but when we had thought, when we had come up with it, right, uh, it was just for chance. We had Sokka in, in the studio with Evan Darnell from the Red Meat Lovers Club. We talked about it, and everybody thought it was a great idea. And look, it's Red Meat 
and my dad's a butcher, right? So the first thing that came to mind was to put this thing in butcher paper and, and you know, and, and, and it's just like it was a natural evolution of thought. We put in butcher yeah. paper, we make it look like a beat pack. Never once in my life thinking that, you know, Pete Johnson made something that came in a meat package, right? Because that thing that he made was a limited rare thing. I don't think I've ever seen it in 25 years or I've seen it once. So it was never even in the forefront of my mind. So, you know, he texted me a little picture as a high and I just explained to him and he was cool. Like he got it. Look, I mean, he, he didn't think like I saw his package and said, oh, I'm going to do that. You know, it just happens in this industry and it happens honestly. And look, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes it happens out now blatantly. Right. I mean, people are just like, they're determined sure. to ride on some success you've had or some great idea. And sometimes it happens blatantly. But honestly, you know, I see it more often than not. It's just a natural mistake. And I just, I think, um, I don't care who it is. Um, I think, I think at some point we've all kind of had it happen to us, you know, and you just got absolutely, absolutely, yeah. you know, but, but you got to take care of it. Like, man, listen, I've had issues with a lot of people, but what do I do? I pick up the phone. Hey, so-and-so, did you do, you know, um, it's my trademark. Oh, look, I, it's a limited thing. I, you know, most of the time I tell them, wrong with it. You, you know, um, it, it doesn't look like mine. You know, I, I don't really care. Right? Right. I mean, you got to do, you got to protect, you know, well, here, your, your trademarks. One, you do. Yeah, here's the one thing that people don't understand sometimes with trademark law, no matter how irrelevant or insignificant a small project seems, if you don't defend your mark with somebody who you and then know, you're done, and, and then you're done. You, you, and it opens the door for anybody else. That, that is it. correct. That and is correct. you don't have the defense because their defense can say, "Well, he didn't defend it there. Why is he defending it here?" Correct. Some problematic. Sometimes, sometimes I think Steve just had this issue with guys making shirts, and it's like, you know, oh, it's just a couple of guys making shirts, and and consumers don't get it that you have to be diligent if you want to protect your mark. Because today it could be a small guy doing something honestly for fun, and tomorrow it's a big corporation trying to, you know, steal your idea or concept. You know, it, it is. But getting back, to just to finish the story, so he, he's on with, uh, you know, Nick Perdomo's on there, and, and, and uh, Nick Perdomo made his cigar. The, the, it's called the Firecracker. And, uh, you know, in, in the middle of his show, you know, I don't listen to the show, uh, uh, you know, it was brought to my attention. You know, Nick Perdomo was there like shocked. You know, uh, uh, you don't need to do that. You, you're going to badmouth me in front of another manufacturer, you know, live on your show. You know, that's a punk move. That's a punk move. You understand? He can get a hold of me. You understand? And like I said, I got nothing against him. Okay. He wants to go to war. Let's go to war. You want to talk about this? Like men, we're going to talk about this. I man, didn't but think it was going to be such a conflictatory show today. Yeah. yeah. But now he's, he's, he, he's, I'm, I'm he's got to get on a flight and come see me because I already did my part. I went to see him. Now, he wants to keep going to war? Let's go to war. So this is now a new cigar called The Wick? This is just a cigar just to shove it, you understand? No, this is just for Lazona Palooza. Okay, so it's a one-off. Yeah, so it, it, again, it's the middle finger, and this is directed towards him. That's exactly here. There you go. <laughs> Well, Espinosa's going to the mattresses. Yes. There, you, there you go. Well, already then. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here on KMA Talk Radio. Maybe we That's should have right. Paul. Maybe we should get them both out on the show. See, we could. Let's do it. 
Let, oh let's do God. it. I would love. Call him now. I, call, listen, call him now. I'm call not going to call him now. Call him now. Guys, let's do it. The guy's got his own show starting. Why, why wait? So what? Call yeah, him now. See if he wants to come hour on. Or so. No, no, no. You don't blindside somebody. I will reach out to him because I would be honored if KMA Radio could broker a few. And and, and 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 see if what I'm telling you guys is a lie. I flew out there he, just. He would, I I believe he would do it. I believe he There's would do it. There's a lot of misunderstandings, but you know what? There's enough fighting going on in the world. Let's just make love, not war, right? So I'm gonna. I, I will reach out, and I'm gonna see that if I could, maybe, maybe, maybe can make it share, spread some love in the universe. And broker peace and uh, again, again. I, I want, I, I, I want, I want you guys to know, and all your listeners. I personally have nothing against the guy. The, the uh, issue I have oh, is he just made a middle finger. He just made a middle finger. Sure. I mean, look, dude. He's got to know I'm alive. It's very hard to say you got no problem with this guy. Hey, last thirty minutes. He's he's got he's. I gotta let him know I'm alive. I'm not just gonna sit here and let somebody walk all over me. That's I not understand. my understand. I'm just okay. saying it's hard to say I have no problem. No, no, no. What I mean is I got no problem with him picking up the phone and calling me and say, "Hey, listen, bro, let's okay. watch this." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it'll, it'll go no further. Yeah, you right. talk to me like a man. I'm gonna respond to you like a man. You talk like a punk, then I'm gonna respond to you like a punk. I don't know, but if Christy's talking to me that she's betting me that I won't call him, I'll bet you a signed dollar bill. I'll call him today. That's that's Christie's that's Christie's husband Curtis. Oh, I don't got my glasses. Hard to read. Okay, so yeah, call him right now. Curtis, I'm not Curtis Critchfield now during the show, man. All right, I will, good. I will right. reach out. You got my word. I told you. Uh, you, you let me know. Hey, so now, apparently, apparently, the other Alan Rubin is the only person on Facebook and YouTube that doesn't know who we're talking about. Do, do your research. Does that, does, does, that surprise, does that surprise you? Listen to me. Don't tell I, told him. Him. I, I forgot what I called him the other uh, the, uh, he, What did I call him? I got to look it up. Alan Rubin lives in a bubble. Hang on. The other Alan Rubin. The, the fake yeah. Alan. Fake Alan Rubin. Yeah. You have to clarify. What did I call him? Oh, I called him half-breed. That's what it is. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean half-breed? Because, you know, he's he's blinded because of the, the segment of the industry he's been in, you know? Um, but we love Alan Rubin. He's always good and always fun. But yeah, that's the fake Alan Rubin. The fake Alan. Rubin. <laughs> yeah. The fake Alan. Rubin. Yeah, he just reminded me. I did call him Freed. So, um, I want to talk about a project that we did. Right, it was the first yeah. time ever the Lazona Factory had made a certain type of cigar. Yeah. Yeah, we we, now, we, had, we we had originally designed this when you had talked to me to to be a functional Barcelona Palooza, and then you snuck us a couple early for our our virtual event we had with you a month ago. But now these are officially out, and tell us about how it was for you first time ever making a Culebra cigar. It's a pain in the ass, bro. Every every idea you have is a freaking pain in the ass to freaking do. You know. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd make a Culebra cigar? No, I don't smoke Culebra cigars, but I, I, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, it, it was great. I love the name that you came up with. Uh, um, you know, the project was great. The only issue was is this whole COVID, you know, not being able to go to Nicaragua. You know, uh, the first one we did, we didn't even have a band for him. We just had to put the, the color of a ribbon of, of, right. of the brand. And now, you know, uh, 
the, you know, then we had to make the band, send them out there because we had a deadline. You know, you're calling me. Alex is calling me. My Briggs is calling me. I got the whole world calling me about this. So we had to rush all these things. You know, not the cigars. The cigars were done. Just making them, you know, bringing them here into the States. But it's cool. You know, I have never even smoked one yet. It's, it's really? Cool. Yeah, we haven't. I haven't even smoked break one. Break one out during the show and smoke one. But this is this is the look. I love the packaging you did because you had done the packaging. You know, the La Trenza de la Zona, I think, sounds incredible. La Trenza translates into the braid, right? Some beautiful packaging, made exclusively for smoke in. And I'll show them the proper cigars because the ones you rushed didn't have the footer band. But, but here's, here's the beautiful three cigars wrapped together with each band at the foot signifying the line. The line it is, whether it's the Laranja, the Habano. And or, the Crema. And the Crema. The, so... Very, very cool. A great way to share a cigar with two of your friends. If you guys want to light up something cool, these are available now. And we have, I'm going to announce it here first. We haven't told anybody yet. But we have a, because one of the things, and I don't know, I'm going to talk about it. I was going to talk about one of the things you were talking about, shops that had made brands with you, right? right. About that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So one of the things Eric reached out to us about was, he wanted to involve retailers who over the year had made projects with him. So we have the 601 Bunker Buster, which I love that cigar. That, that was that was my COVID cigar. I've been telling everybody. I smoked more of those during COVID uh, than anything uh, when we were quarantined. But um, we got a promotion next week in, in honor of Wazona Palooza. It starts Thursday. But anybody, we still, and honestly, out of all our micro blends, one of the coolest packagings ever. In fact, I, I think if there were packaging awards in this industry, this one would get it. Absolutely. Some level of an award because all the 10 cigars in there with all the three different branches of the military and you turn them and you get the different picture. It, it really is uh, one heck of a package. But anybody, we still have some left, not a lot. But anyone next week who buys one of the FUBAR, the Bunker Buster FUBARs, we're going to give them a La Trenza free. Nice. So you get one of oh, these. Oh, that's cool. Yep, you'll get one of these free when you buy any one of their. And if they sell out, they sell out. I know we got a little bit, but um, you'll get one of these Culebras. I, I have never smoked a Culebra. Ever well, in my life. Time you, 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 you've probably never smoked a cigar. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Paul, Paul, since he started working with KMA, has become. But you know, Paul has that in him. He's a wine guy. He likes it. He has gotten yeah. into cigars and the culture of cigars, and he really has become a semi little bit of a cigar geek. Yeah, I smoked. I smoked before I, I I was with KMA, albeit not not super often. But I was in the marketing world, so you know that was usually a celebratory thing. You close a big client, you smoke cigars. But um, I and and I didn't know it at the time, but I was smoking really only premium cigars as well. Didn't really know exactly what I was smoking. I knew what I liked. But, you know, a funny thing about Eric is anytime I've ever been in one of your stores when Eric was there, Abe, he always he always looks at me when I start to walk into the humidor. He looks at me and he goes, hey, hey, do the right thing. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the Laranja, the Laranja is one of my go to cigars. I, it's it's if I can't decide what I want to smoke, I always have some Laranja in my in my humidors here. It's always a cigar I will go to, especially if I'm like, I really want, I want to know that I'm going to like the cigar. I want to enjoy it. I don't want to have to deal with, because I try to try something new all the time, just, just because of the show. I want to try different things. 
But when you get one that you don't like, it kind of ruins that, like he's saying, the, the stress relief experience. So it's it's definitely one of my one of my go to cigars. Paul, just to let you know, you know, I know a lot of people bust your balls, but people bust your balls because they like you. But you're that guy that you can, you know, that people want to bust your balls. No different than Alan Rubin, the fake Alan Rubin. Yeah. <laughs> your demeanor or what have you is you got like a sign. Hey, you can bust my balls. I don't know if you understand that. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, story and, of my and, life. And I mean, no disrespect, but you got like a sign in your forehead. Hey, you uh, can bust my balls. I, am, I, Abe, am I right, Alex? Uh, I mean, but let me tell you something. There's a certain testament to those people because they're the type of people that take that well. Absolutely. Sure, and and, right. and and listen, I don't. I'm not Paul here, but it's a fact. I mean, I don't bust <laughs> nobody's balls that don't get you know the, right. The, the, right. So, but but I love part of that. But you know, it's like I said, he's got a sign that hey, you can bust my balls. You, you know what I mean? I, you know, it is what it is. You know, but I, I love him. I'll take a bullet for this kid. He's he's good. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I I get it. It's it's the way it goes. It's the comic. It's the comic relief side. When things get uh, tense and we start talking about, uh, you know, uh, doing a cable yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So what else is what else is is coming up? So I, I know that with with COVID, some things got slightly delayed and whatnot. But what what are you guys working on that you can talk about that that will be coming up? Or are we really just main focused on? Lizona Palooza at Espinosa. It's one step at a time. Look, the, the biggest problem, I got the same issue that everybody else does. It's just getting down mm -hmm. to Nicaragua, getting down to the DR, getting down. You know, every manufacturer has that problem. Um, you know, but the business is great. I mean, listen, the truth is, uh, outside of everybody getting sick and, you know, COVID has really helped our industry. I mean, there's a lot of people there staying home, smoking a hell of a lot more cigars. You know, Abe can tell you that, you know. We're, 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 you know, a lot of stuff we're making, it's just coming in and going out. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to make new brands. If you notice, there's not too many new cigars. There's not too many new movies coming out. There's, you know, uh, there's a shortage on cars, you know, because this whole COVID bullshit. Uh, so it's tough to come up with something new that, you know, you can't even work. Hector and I can't even go down there. How, how do we blend? Hey, put this in there, put that in there. Look, they've canceled right. my flight seven times, American Airlines. Been, yeah, guys have been now opting private jets now. You know, yeah, so I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, um, you know, I got a friend of mine who's in the cigar industry. I don't want to mention his name. So uh, he's on the same plane I am. And I called him up. Hey, dude, they cancel your flight? He says, yeah. So um, he says, why don't you call so-and-so? You know, he takes a private plane and, and let's see what it costs. So I called so-and-so. And, uh, right? What's that? What is it roughly? Six grand a seat? No, my man. Hold on. Let me finish telling the story. So I called so-and-so and he says, I go, bro, how much does it cost you to, to leave from Nicaragua to Miami back in the private plane? He goes, oh, it's not that much. It's uh, $44,000. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> so I called my buddy up. I said, dude, pack your bags. We're going. Let's go tomorrow. Nine o'clock. We're out of here. He goes, you called him? I said, yeah. He goes, how much is it? I said, it's 44 grand. He says, let me know how it goes. <laughs> Well, that's to charter your own flight. I heard it was twenty four thousand for a plane of four people. So if if four guys, yes, decide, you're right. Twenty four one way and twenty four the other way. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. One way, yeah, you know, because the, 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 the plane, the plane's got to come from Miami. It's not right. Nicaragua. The plane goes from Miami to Nicaragua, Nicaragua, Miami, Miami, Nicaragua, and back. But they have, but they have flights. I'm surprised the industry doesn't use this more because my industry does. 
there's there's like those apps like XO Jets where you can get a seat on a private jet, so you don't have to charter the whole plane. Yeah, who's so going to Morocco, Paul? Well, that's the thing. I don't. I'll I'll look and see if there are any yeah, guys yeah, in Nicaragua. Line up of people going to Nicaragua. Yeah, we're going to Chicago. Paul, here's your problem, Paul. You know the <laughs> issue. The issue is not just going to Nicaragua. How the hell do you get back? Right. That seat fills up. You know, and look. You know, I got a. I don't, I, I don't want to get stuck in Nicaragua. You know, for for three, three months. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. You know, but. We'll get through it, and that's the reason why you don't see a lot of new cigars coming out and, and, right. and what have you, you know. But so, that's not a problem exclusive to you. That's like you said. That, that's before. everybody. Listen, hey, you, you have a lot of back order issues, don't you? Um, and, and that's one of the reasons, you know. And, and the truth is, look, I, I don't know how it is in DR and Honduras, but in Nicaragua, a lot of people don't want to come to work because they don't have the testing that we do. And, you know, even, even though, you know, you separate them, you do that social distancing bullshit, but... Um, a lot of guys don't even know if they have it, you know, um, they might be carriers, but you know, I sent a bunch of sanitizing shit down there. You know what I mean? Hand sanitizers, the, you know, alcohol, what have you, mask, everything. And, um, you know, it's still, it's still tough. It's, it's tough getting people to, to want to work. Well, I think in the beginning too, what, what we had heard, I don't remember what manufacturer was telling us about it. Maybe it was Saka. But, like, the government was really downplaying it there, right? They weren't really talking about it. They weren't, they weren't doing the testing in the very beginning. And now they've, they've gotten more on top of, like, telling people to social distance and that type of thing. But I, I think that was a little bit of a concern as well for your guys. I mean, I, I'm assuming in, in your factory you've had to deal with, with all of that too, you, either barriers between the rollers or, or you just keep them far enough apart. Well, most most pairs, they're either relatives, husband and wife. Uh, brother, okay, sister, so they're going sister, home yeah. at the same to the same yeah, place yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 they don't know. That, that's the problem. Right. I want, to, uh, I want to before I forget reply to Hector, who just pointed something out to us. Um, for some odd reason, which is not a correct reason, because I know Eric just sent this shipment. Uh, La Trenza is showing up out of stock. It is in stock, and it will be up shortly. So. Kudos to my boy Hector. Huh? Hector's good, huh? He just posted it. I'm like, really? Uh, so I know it should be in stock. So I, get my, I, got, I got my team handling your team. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Alex don't want to hear that. Alex Look at Alex. Look at Alex. <laughs> What's that? Look at Alex. Look at Alex. <laughs> cocaine, if you want to get done. If we had cocaine, things probably would have got done. <laughs> oh, mama mia, mama mia. <laughs> uh, I texted four people. I hope someone's awake to figure it out. Oh, I'm here. Oh, boy. Here goes this show. This show. <laughs> this show. This show's going to shits right now. <laughs> the big man's pissed off right now, boy. Look at Alex. Turn your back. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we yeah, have this you, big, you, we have this big wall for stuff that's out of stock. So when it comes back in. They're always supposed to check it to make sure that gets done, but you know, so much. Maybe I need to make that wall bigger. Yeah, <laughs> I've maybe, seen that maybe, big wall. It's covered maybe, in cigar of the month boxes. Maybe, maybe you need. <laughs> maybe, we don't store them there anymore. We don't. Maybe, them. maybe you need more signed dollar bills. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's that's his next office. It's going to be the wallpaper is going to be the signed dollar bills. Well, I know pretty much it's most Junior is pretty much the the lead man and, and the brain now behind La Zona Palooza. How how is he during this time? Because I know, like during the Great Smoke, 
no one wants to get like within 10 feet of talking to me at any given moment during the month of February. Is he stressed out? Is he stressing out over the event? Um, yeah, you know, a little, I guess, you know, because yeah, it is sort of his 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 baby, you know, him, this and the elite, you know, um, you know, everyone stresses out during this time, you know, me, they, they tell me what time I got to be on and, and I go and I do it, you know, you show I, up like a rock star. I, I, I show up and let's do it. Let's roll. Uh, what are we going to talk about? I, I can care less. And listen, kudos to your girl, Valerie. I mean, you know, that was great. You know, she, she, she called me a bunch of times, you know, what are we going to talk about this and that, you know, I, I answered her phone call every time with, I just roll with the punches. I don't really care what question you ask me. Let's go with it. Let's let's do it. If I don't want to answer it, I won't answer it. She but said she, you were, she said you were very uncooperative. No, she couldn't say that. She couldn't say that because oh, you did say like you didn't want to give no information. Like, yeah. No, no. She said she said that when she asked you about the details of Lazona Palooza, you were you were very you were not forthcoming, and and I was like. Well, he's not the one you have to ask about the details. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you know, but but see, that's, she's, that's probably why he wasn't forthcoming. He probably doesn't know the details. She was on. Look, <laughs> I, I, I don't have her, her number, but I'm getting a phone call from Canada. And every time I have one of these telemarketers call me, you know, I like buy three insurances for my car. You know, uh, um, yeah, I, I keep them on the phone and all that. I'm thinking, here's a telemarketer. Look, I don't, thank God I don't owe anybody money, so I know nobody's calling me to collect. So, you know, I, I like to mess with these people. Yeah, I'll take three. I'll take three. I have three cards. You know, I want to do the extended warranty on three, you know. So I'm thinking as a telemarketer. All right. You know, my name's Valerie. Great people, though. I mean, she's on her job, you know. Um, she she really And she's pleasant to talk to, you know. I, I might not be pleasant to talk to, but she's very pleasant to talk to. So better better than dealing with me. Why can't Coop come on, man? What happened? Coop just texted me and said he's having technical issues. He's working on them, but uh, he he's not able to to call in right this moment. I told him if he can, he can come in. We can roll on the fly with him. But right now he's having some. I mean, listen, maybe he upgraded his internet and it's not working. Is virtual backdrop down. Is that the problem? <laughs> I mean, because, listen. The dude only does like 12 shows a week. He's the best, though, isn't he, bro? I mean, how does he He's great, man. right now? I don't know like, how he does it. Coop, I don't know. Alex has got a high fire up. I don't know. Oh. Trampin is in stock. Coop, 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 Coop is currently in stock. Good. Thank nice. You. Let me catch. You had to fix it yourself. Nice. Whatever. Nice. I got it done. All right? That's nice. No, 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 Bobby. You didn't get it done. No. We got it done. No, no, Hector no, no. got it done. My Hector team got, got it done. done. You didn't do shit. My, 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 team, my team got it done, Bobby. Collaboration. My Collaboration. team got it done. <laughs> Thanks listen, for the heads up, Hector. Listen, just give me just give me a week. I'll go in there. We'll you know we'll clean house and then get shit done the right way. Just yeah. let me know. Cocaine. So let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's go. is going to air Thursday, Friday night, starting at six p.m. each night. Yeah. Y yes, sir. All right, very cool. You, you're coming on Friday, I believe. I'm coming on Friday, yes. Yes. Okay. I was going to come on Thursday, but I think I'm doing another show Thursday night. There it is. La Zona Palooza. Wish you were here. How hey, I look, wish. How I, I wish I, you were here. I wish you the best of luck, man, because we're going through it ourselves. I mean, um, our digital great smoke, um, if we pull it off, will be historic. Why uh, wouldn't you put, not pull it off, bro? It's a lot of moving parts, Eric. I'm, look, this production company we've got out of Atlanta, like we're, we're, we're freaking out because these guys like take like three weeks to respond to something. And 
you know, everything can't be done without them, even just this in, inside seating, where the camera's going to be. And it's just an aspect that we've never dealt with, so we have no control over it. But, you know, I think marketing-wise, look, the package is out of this world, right? It's 40, like, nobody's ever given us, like, their crap cigars for the Great Smoke since year one. It's always been a good quality smoke. Everybody's wanted to showcase one of their sure. good brands. It's a promotional event. Right. You know, yeah. 40 premium, like, top-notch cigars in a, in a commemorative, like, Pelican case, Great Smoke Pelican case with a shot glass, with... Um, an official shirt, an official hat, a cigar band vault. It's a whole package. It's like a, we're delivering it to $169 everybody's door. Shipping, everything included. So that, that alone is a hell of a deal. And then we have this broadcast. And, and hopefully the broadcast will be this amazing thing. I'm, 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 in my head, it's amazing. So we just hope it ends up amazing on the air. But, um, you know, I, I have breaking news. Yes, shoot away. Uh, Coop is able to come in. He's on now. Shocking. Coop's my you want to bring him in? Coop is yeah, bring him up. But anyways, uh, Bro, if, if, everybody, if everybody wants to be in history, our tickets are still available on Lake Eric Espinosa's. Uh, it's at thegreatsmoke.com. <laughs> Check it out. You can order your party box today. It'll give you access to some extremely awesome event day promotions and limited product that will go on during the broadcast. So uh, go to thegreatsmoke.com if you haven't done it already. I seriously urge you to do so. It's one hell of a deal, and I, I believe that we're going to try to make history. So be a, try to be a part of it. Cool. Can I stay on with Coop, or do I got to get, get out? No, you, you got to go. Coop, Coop's, Coop, Coop's one of my favorite people in this. Uh, in this. The Scoop with Coop. What's up, buddy? Hey, nothing like technical issues to really start your morning and just snowballing. What do you have, an internet speed problems? No, it was a computer issue. It was a hardware issue. And I was like, I was trying to troubleshoot it, trying to troubleshoot it. And then I'm seeing Paul's message. Wow, really, time is passing. Um, and I just eventually went to another machine here. So, so that, that oh, was it, just, seems, it seems to be working fine. It seems. Yeah, good. no, this is fine now. Yeah, this is totally fine now. So, um, oh, you know, it, it's, it's looks nothing like that. Today. He looks tired. Well, yeah, I, I feel tired. I just feel like stressed out after this, you know. Coop, you're looking like you're in desperate need of some vitamin D, buddy. Yeah. Really? I look at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're white, bro. You're looking a little cat. No, I'm using another gotta... camera. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Don't worry. It's another camera. You, listen, you got you, you to gotta have some coffee or something. You have like six more eight-hour shows today to do. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Coop, you, you should try some cocaine, bro. Seriously. Bro. <laughs> I don't know. Bring back no, I'm coffee. good. I'm all good, yeah. Hey, listen. Don't put yourself at a political platform in 2024. Yeah. Let's legalize the cocaine. Uh, Don't forget the hookers. Don't forget the hookers, bro. Hookers should also be legal in every state. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. Of course you are. I mean, look, look, at the end of the day, isn't it kind of all for sale one way or the other? Absolutely. You're telling me. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. What what is um? What so? Yeah, it's uh. You know, obviously we. You know, it's been an interesting week. You know, um, Glenn Loop obviously was 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 the lead story on a lot of things. Uh, with that era coming to an end, so um, that was an era, wasn't it? It twelve years is a long time. I mean, in any job, twelve years is a long time. 
So, you know, that that kind of takes, you know, the lead there. But um, there were a few other things happening this week. Um, you know, COVID continues to be a um, – it's, it's, it's COVID, obviously – continues to rear its head in the cigar industry and uh, another event was canceled uh this week and that was a virtual event that was canceled this week yeah uh, that's that a little surprising yeah. that was a little shocking well and this is something that i've seen happen in a few other areas besides the u.s and that's drew estate canceling the virtual barn smoker so People are saying, well, why cancel a virtual event? You know, that seems kind of odd to cancel a virtual event. But what's happening is they were going to do the virtual barn smoker at the uh, farm, the Florida Sun Grown Tobacco Farm. But apparently, logistically, to get the people they needed to pull that off, it was going to involve a lot of people being on the farm there. And as a result, they felt there were safety concerns for the people who were going to be working that. So as a result, um, that event uh, was canceled. I mean, so that's a, like the first virtual event it, that was canceled it, in the industry. It's a big company. They still have their employees working from home. It's yeah. a European-owned company. I mean, listen, you walk around the state of Florida, honestly, outside of everybody kind of being in masks, and they're not even – everybody's in masks all the time. You almost wouldn't know COVID had happened while other parts of the country is like still like in turmoil. So um, I, I think that was a corporate decision probably made by Swisher and um, uh, because it's definitely not like a Florida, right. you know, big thing. And uh, it was just shocked to see a virtual one canceled. Yeah, it, uh, it, but I've seen, I have seen this happen in some other industries already. So it wasn't a total surprise as far as that goes with, with it being canceled. Um you know, it didn't catch me completely off guard, um, but it's something I didn't think of either. You know, I didn't because everything has been going virtual in the industry, virtual in the industry, and this was a little different than going on to a Zoom meeting too. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like they could pull this off from everyone being at home and doing a Zoom meeting. So I can I kind of understand that piece as well. Well, you know, you know, you know, protocol cigars had nothing to do with it because otherwise they'd be throwing a pool party. <laughs> they'd be throwing a pool. <laughs> you gotta love you. You gotta love them though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pool party, pool party yeah. wristbands during that. Well, that, that that's cool. That wristbands, hey, okay, don't get near me. You can. I'm green. Yeah. You can get close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that <laughs> well, I was actually I had those guys on the show. Is who wants to shed tonight? That would have been yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were like the only cigar event that happened all summer that was of you know significance. You know what I mean? Well, I'm saying they may have been one of the larger events that happened during the summer. Yeah, they were well, close I mean, to, they had they to be could, one they, of the they, only physical ones that were people yeah. were actually there. Yeah, they were yeah. the only maniacs that was dope. Yeah. What else oh, you yeah. got going on, Coop? Um. Um, Kevin Schweitzer, uh, he's a friend of the show. Um, he's been on the show. He works for a company called Rockefeller Cigars. Um, he or he owns it? What? He own, I'm sorry, he owns it. He, okay. they say it work? he owns it. He yeah. owns it, yeah. He owns it, yes. Um, he just promoted it. He didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, or, or some people own the company and they don't realize they work for the company, too. It's the other way around, right? <laughs> right. Um, so he's got a new limited edition cigar hitting the market. A cigar, a book. Can somebody right. tell Eric to stop freebasing on yeah, Eric? <laughs> right. He's Sorry. got a new uh, limited edition cigar coming out. It's called The Art of Magic. And what was interesting about this is I remember when he was on the show a couple of months ago, he was talking. One thing I learned about him on that show is his love of uh, magic and being a magician. And um, 
I didn't know he had that hobby. And I've known Kevin for a while. I just didn't realize that. Well, he is actually um, going to be teaming up with the Aganoris Elite Factory um, for a release called Art of Magic. And what's interesting about that is he's also teaming up with a gentleman by the name of Jesse Flores, who people may know from his tenure at Drew Estate, um, to do the artwork on the packaging. Um, Jesse's daughter, um, Stephanie Nicole, she's going through a very difficult battle with cancer. So as a, as part of, um, this, um, release, 5% of the proceeds are going to go to a campaign called, uh, fuck cancer. And, um, that's spelled P H U C K. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'm using the word. I'm saying fucking answer, but that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's going to be a cigar, San Andreas Maduro wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. It's going to be a six by fifty-two release, um, and it's going to be a limited release with two hundred ten-count boxes being produced. All of the releases being numbered right now. Um, so that's something you can expect to see on the shelves by early January. Right now, now, now I'm starting to think: Do I need to get Kevin on the same show with? Eric and Dave Garofalo and maybe Alan Rubin because I'm wondering if there's going to be a the art of magic and magic post now debate. Pretty sure by accident, but this is the kind of crap I'm talking about. We've, uh, we've you know, guys, Abe, Abe that's why you're Abe, man, because I didn't even think. The guy's into magic. I'm sure it had nothing to do with another, but uh. they might have to settle another another you know quarrel amongst the family you know abe we it, a bunch of us media guys we have like uh <laughs> we have a message thread in the media and when we see releases come out um we go we kind of guess how long it's going to take before that release name is changed this one didn't come up at all I that mean, one <laughs> this one didn't come up at all people don't see it all the time i mean it's that innocent you know it's yeah you know i mean people, yeah i mean, like i said i'm in retail so I'm savvy more than most when it comes to other manufacturers watching what other manufacturers do. Man, it seldom happens. Yeah, that's it. Seldom. And by the way, what media thread are you in that we're not invited in? Oh, uh, we yeah, can work that out. Up. We can work that one out. It's kind of messed up. I guess we're not. Uh-huh. I guess we're not cigar media, Paul. I I didn't. I, I'm innocent. I didn't start it. I, I hate those threads. <laughs> I just got a I just got a note from our uh, news editor here, uh, my wife, that uh, it's official that Biden is the new president elect. Yeah, wow! They posted it during the chat. The conversation. Yeah, that's what. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt, but I got it at the same time. You were saying something about the magic. Uh, um, what was it that you said that, that would have an issue with it? Who? Alex Bradley, Magic Toast. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. But, you know, just to real, uh, Kevin, uh, I met Kevin. I didn't know he was into magic because I'm into magic too and I like, I like magic. But yeah, but that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's real nice. Really? Huh? No, but he's really good at it. He's really good. Well, for $100 <laughs> on, to your five year old. Listen, am I not the only guy that got your wait, dollar wait, bill signed, bro? Wait, wait, wait. He I lost $100 to a five year old. How yeah. good at magic could he be? <laughs> wait, there's a difference. Let me just clarify. What Kevin done is real proper magic. You specialize in street, like you know, um, you know street con game magic, right? You know, here's my pee in a cup. Let me move it around. It's called street magic. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different. He's more formal. I'll Kevin's, never do, Kevin's I'll, like in the, the league of magician. I'll never do another trick to your kid. No more for you. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me. You remember uh, my cousin Vinny? 
when he, he uh the, the guy that stutters who kept asking questions uh, uh you know with the glasses and yeah. he said uh you know with the glasses uh, these you couldn't see or they're reading glasses and he goes no more questions for you you know so no more trick for your boy you know he hustled me for a hundred dollars bro <laughs> I, I got to see Kevin when I was up in uh, in New York because he lives, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes from where, where I was staying. So I met up with him up in um, up in Huntington at a, at a smoke shop there. And he was telling me all about this before they, they had released it. And I was like, this is awesome. I can't wait to smoke it. He didn't have it with him at the time. But um, <laughs> but it's, it's cool. He was telling me he's in the League of Magicians. He's been right. to the Magic Castle in in California. California. So like, yeah, he's like a he's like a real deal guy. Like, I think he's he did legit. this for a living for a while. Kevin is legit, and Eric is on the corner doing three card. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the difference in the magic. Hey, whatever works, bro. <laughs> Eric's at a net what loss. What else is going on? Is different. Uh, we got one more story. This was a lighter week with, I guess, everything going on um, outside the cigar industry. Um, Crown Heads has announced a limited line extension to its Mill DS line. Uh, it's in the form of a 55 by 42 Maravera, and it's called the Mill DS Maravera Edition Limitan 20. So, you can't um, half the words in that news line. What was that? You barely could pronounce half the words in that. In that Mil news DS Maravera Edition Limitada? <laughs> it, just, it just sounds a little white coming from you. That's all. He's, well, just, that. he's just stressed out today. I've been stressed. I mean, wow, what a uh, what a morning when this happens. Somebody yeah. take some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The theme of today's KMA show. Clearly, yeah. the cocaine show. <laughs> Eric, what lighter are you using? Because honestly, I, people think you're freebasing on on the in between shots. <laughs> Show us the lighter uh, right here. The you, ones you, you must be holding it right to the mic. He's got. <laughs> you must be holding it right. Got to be. Got to. What, what's the difference, bro? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's you got excited weird. about cocaine, and now people are listen. Like, you want to legalize cocaine? I just want to light my cigar, whatever. I'm Freaking one! I mean, uh, well, what the fuck? What's the difference? All right, let's move <laughs> What's off. The difference, right? Let's move off the cocaine. Yeah. So, <laughs> any other exciting and thrilling news this week? Um, like I said, it was a slow week. That's pretty much it as far as um, you know, news releases go. Um, you know, from a from a nationwide perspective. So, um, I think we'll see some. I think we're gonna like I say I think you'll start to see some more releases announced this month before the end of the year, and I think it'll slow down again in December. Very cool. Well, um, while we have everybody on, for those of us, for those of you who have stayed with us this long, um, I'd like to prepare our newest segment of the KMA show. This is the second time we're running it, and it's called "Who Am I?" And um, I'm gonna read you guys. A Do we have an intro for this? I can't remember, Paul. It's not an intro, but hold on. I have the... Here there you we go. go. I see a little silhouette of a man. Thunderbolt lightning. Very, very frightening. All right. Look, I started. <laughs> We're in trouble. Okay, so I'm going to read you a little statement. And to all our listeners out there um, and our fans, and even Eric and you, Coop, you guys can guess. Uh, you guys got to guess who this is. So here it is. Growing up, all I wanted to be was a professional baseball player. While I was a decent player in high school, it became apparent 
that baseball would not be a career option. Juan Lopez. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Juan Lopez played baseball. Hold on. He did? Yeah, I he was did. born in Cuba, but came to America when I was three months old. I learned many of life's tough lessons on the streets of northern Miami and eventually got into cigars. After many years in the shipping industry, I decided it was time for a change and was able to switch careers and got a job in the cigar industry. I was dedicated to learning the ropes from the bottom up. I had heard stories of my father growing tobacco back in Cuba and was determined to rise within the cigar industry. Um, I have managed to rise from the ashes three times and today own a thriving factory and internationally known cigar brand. I like to cook and I believe that you can't help but make great food when you use great ingredients. I practice that same philosophy in making my cigars. I believe if you love what you do, you never really work a day in your life. Who am I? Juan Lopez. I, I can't see the guesses. Because I'm putting I, them up. Oh, okay. I'm putting them up now. Look at the just look at your screen. Oh, there you go. Hector Alfonso. It's I'm not Hector. Not Hector. Not Hector Alfonso. Scoop, any idea? Want to take a crack? Um no, I'm still I'm still kind of digesting. I know it's not Hector. Eric is not Oh, Eric Espinosa. Well, me. That's not me. Let's see. <laughs> no, I saw it. It came up on the screen. That's all. Listen. That's one of the guesses. Yeah, I just saw one of the guesses. That's Lanier all. Lorenzo, Ralph Montero. I didn't know Ralph wanted to be a professional baseball player. Maybe. That one, I don't think it's Ralph. Who else? I have some more. I have some more. AJ played, AJ played baseball a little bit. Well, it's not Raphael. I saw Raphael's name come up. Well, Raphael over, Nadal. Overwhelming guesses is Eric Espinosa. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Who am I? Oh, mama mia, mama mia. It was. Oh, see, I, I got thrown off because of the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole Eric was on. Because I don't, said it, Juan Lopez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I, I didn't think the guess would be the answer. Does Richie yeah. Arquero still work for you? No, he put. He, did he? Did he put Eric Espinosa? Yeah, dude. Why is he guessing? Yeah. He knows your story. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> throwing it up there. That's like when my employees want to win a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama mia, mama mia. He's not letting it go. Like he put up there once. I'm like, okay, maybe he'll be. No, it's Eric. I know it's Eric. <laughs> Was that your Donald oh, Trump man. impression? Yeah, Enrique, Enrique Esposito. I think Chrissy got it right. <laughs> now you know it's Eric Espinosa. I was never good enough to be a baseball player. Always loved the game, but you know, I was okay. Was did okay you? In the, uh, huh? Did you? Did Did you put like? Eric Jr. in like uh, Little League or, you know. He did. He did. Listen, Eric, Eric, there's, there's a, a guy in uh, playing. He played third base for the um, Detroit Tigers. I think he moved on to the Cubs. Uh, Coop, who is um, third baseman for the Tigers like three years ago? Link, uh, tall Linky, uh, Castellano. Yeah. Nick Castellano. Well, Eric grew up playing with him. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm not telling you Eric was better than the kid and all that, but Eric was really good. And then as soon as I put him in high school, they, they kind of recruited him in that high school. It was a private high school. He got burnt out. He said, look, I, I'm not – I don't want to play this year. And I he told him, a, okay, whatever. Yeah, because Castellano was a big – he was a 
he was a big prospect from what I remember. Sure. And yeah. um and then um you know, he just got tired of it. I still play softball. Him and I still play softball. Um, um I, I traveled the whole country playing softball. I was a better softball player than I am a, a baseball player for whatever reason. And um, I still ball. play softball. Bigger huh? ball, slower pitch. Bigger ball, slower pitch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I still enjoy it. I mean, you can't play not because of cold. Softball player than baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, it was a great show. We had our fun. Looks like we now have a president-elect. Let's hope the insanity stops soon. Let's hope this country can somewhat learn to live together and get over the BS. Um, other than that, it was a great show. We hope we'll everybody had a great weekend. Coop, thanks for coming on. Eric, as always, big success, big wish. Great success for you next week. I'll see you Friday thank night. You. you got it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, oh, thank hey, you. Bye. Pleasure. And a thank you to, to Glenn Luke for coming on as well today yeah. and sharing uh, what's going on with him. Absolutely. Yeah. As always. And yes. And what else? Next next week on KMA Omar is Omar Andrew. Fernandez. Yeah. Jonathan Drew. Jonathan Drew. Next week. I, good. I was one week off. At least I knew what was going on. Somebody. Jonathan Drew will be coming on on November 21st. Yeah. Oh, November 21st. Okay. Yes. November 21st. Yeah, we'll have Jonathan on. Omar Fernandez is first time on. I, it, it could be... The first time anybody's been on from AJ Fernandez, no? Yeah, I've I've never met him, so I'm looking forward to it. I like when we have people that I've never met before. Yep. 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 Good guy. He's a good guy, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's getting a call. Perfect time. What does that mean? Perfect time. Yeah, exactly. Perfect time. We'll see you next week. Keep it lit. <laughs>